For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Dear listeners, welcome to the Kodesh Family Church, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Bishop Dag Heward Mills. This denomination has grown with over several branches all over the world. We are excited to come your way with the anointed word of God, which has the power to heal, deliver and save you. Stay tuned as we receive God's word through his servant, Reverend Gilbert Fleischer. Why don't you go around and wish somebody a happy new year? Wish someone a happy new year. Tell them you are blessed. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. You know, I thought this service was one of the services that nobody will miss. But I'm amazed that there's many people not here. Is it not amazing? Amen. We want to start the year properly. Wonderful. Amen. All right, let's turn to our feet as we pray and enter into sharing of the word close your eyes just acknowledge god in this place we have gathered unto god you have not gathered unto any reverend you've not gathered unto any man we have gathered unto god let god be god let god be elevated let god be raised let god be lord in this place come on just give him praise in your heart Give him praise, give him praise. Acknowledge him, acknowledge him, acknowledge him, acknowledge him. If you are here for any other reason other than God, then you've missed the boat. God is the focus. God is, is because of God. That is why we are here. Just acknowledge him and give him praise in your heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless you, we bless you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now put your hand on your heart and pray for clear understanding of his word this morning as we look at his word just pray pray that you have a clear understanding of his word thank you thank you thank you yes 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 clarity clarity pray that you understand even the prophetic word for the year clearer than ever thank you we bless you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for this morning, the first Sunday of the year. We acknowledge you in whatever we're doing here this morning, and we say, Lord, have your way. Thank you. Bless us. Let there be a great impartation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, please be seated. So we have a lot of things. I'm going to move as fast as I can. So Sunday, we were not in church. We had to go to um, a wedding in California because it was one of our daughters. I mean, a very, very, very devout person who was with us for a long time. And what made it even greater was that he was marrying someone 
basically the wedding took place in Apostles Church. So a lot of us left and we had to go. But um, we missed church, but I hear Pastor Eugene preached powerfully and you were really blessed. Were you not blessed? Amen. Amen. So thank you, Pastor Eugene, for keeping the house whilst we were away. Amen. So this morning, I just want to go over, you know, the fasting is coming also. We have to pray for December um, birthdays, and then we also have Covenant um, Sunday. Today is Covenant Sunday, and we also have communion. Is communion in the back? Yeah, the thing is covering it, so I can't see. So we have 300 things to do this morning, but I believe that God will help us achieve all. Amen. But I want to start first by looking at the theme of the year, the year of the shepherd. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, this year is the year of the shepherd. Amen. You know, as Bishop was preaching and sharing, I just felt in my heart that there are a lot of people who don't really understand this particular message. Yes. And why do I say so? Because I feel that a lot of people are not excited. Yes. Because typically, typically, the end of year message is more of you shall prosper, um, you, you buy houses, you would have series of victories, you will sit on top of your enemies, <laughs> your, your Red Sea shall divide, your enemies shall be consumed, is it not so? So, this typically, but it's not like a, a, that kind of message, and I feel people were not too excited, but this is a kind of message a prophet has for us. Now, if you understand this, you see that this theme is actually bigger than you sit on top of your enemies. It's bigger than you would, you would have gold. It's bigger than you would have... What, what are some of the things that you were thinking about? In fact, when you, when you, when you look at, like, uh, especially like text messages, WhatsApp messages from Ghana, and you look at some of the of the crossover services that people have and the themes that they have. You know what I'm talking about. Not just Ghana, but Africa. I mean, it, it's amazing. <laughs> Some of it doesn't even make sense. You see, you see um, um, themes of like shooting down your enemy. I mean, <laughs> the devil is here. Do you get it? He's here for a time. You can only... Take, make sure he's a fly. You just have to make sure he doesn't sit on your foot or anything that pay. You just push him on, off where you are. But you can't shoot him. Yeah, you can't shoot him until his day, his final day of judgment when he'll be bound. So, having a machine gun, first of all, is even the wrong weapon. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I mean, if, if, if weapons is what would drive out the devil, then Satan should not be in America. He should not be operating in America. Eh? Especially Texas. Because everybody is armed. And that's the common thing. And then um, 
America has a super weapon. Yeah, very deadly. It's a very deadly country, very sophisticated. A few weeks ago, I went to the shooting range to tune. I, I just shoot. I don't shoot for fun. I shoot for, well, it's fun. Game. I hunt. <laughs> I don't just go to the range and just poop, poop, poop and just be happy. No. I went there just to tune my, 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 my rifle out, you know, to make sure that when the crosshair hits bull's eye, the, actual, the bullet actually ends up in the bull's eye at 100 yards. I didn't succeed. I mean, it was, the bullets were all over. Anyway, but I was amazed at the, whilst I was there, that I was the only one that was holding um, or using a hunting rifle. All the people around, you know, and um, the club that I, I, I joined, you can be there the whole day if you like. All the people who came in and out whilst I was, everybody had an assault weapon. You, do you understand what I mean by assault? Yeah, it's not for hunting. Semi-automatic, boo 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 boo. They're just shooting at target. I mean, that's what makes them happy. <laughs> so I was telling my wife the other day that, um, Lady Pastor, that it looks like half the civilian population in America is actually the army. Yeah, it's very loaded. The enemy that would ever try to, 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 to invade America would be surprised the resistance that they would face <laughs> from the general population. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah. Look at what happened in Texas recently in the church. This man thought he would, he would he very loaded. He thought he would take, take down a few people before he's killed. It, it, two seconds. The video said, two, the reports, two seconds. As he stood up in church to shoot somebody, a deacon brought him down. <laughs> yeah, a deacon. <laughs> and not just one deacon. There were two. They come to church loaded. <laughs> yeah. Amen. How did I get into all these firearms? Yeah. So the message. So I'm saying that there has to be a clear understanding of this. When you understand it, you'll be excited. I personally, and I could be wrong, but I personally feel that when the, the sign that you've understood this message, this prophetic message for us, is when you get excited. Yeah. It's the year of the shepherd. Turn to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. And verse 11 and 12. Mark chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. I have to be looking at the time carefully. Mark chapter 11, chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. So, this were... Or these are the words of Jesus, all right? And he was trying to explain a parable. And he was talking to his disciples when they were alone. But then says when they were alone. And now he's explaining the parable. And verse 11 says, And he said unto them, Are you here? Yes. Watch carefully. And to, he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery 
of the kingdom of God. And to you is given them to, to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. So, and to us, we are disciples. If you are born a born again person, you have Jesus Christ in your life. You have been given the 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 the, the, the um, how did he put it here? Given unto them. It is given unto you to know the mystery of it. It's as though you've been given keys to the kingdom. You have it. Say, I have it. So everything that is in the Bible that God has said and includes the things that are taught and preached in church by this word, you have the key to understand it. So now, having the key does not necessarily mean that you have it in your hands. But what it means is that that provision has been made. So if you don't have the key, look for the key. You see, I was just talking to Lady Pan. When we were coming in the car, you know, to share, we talk a lot about so many things. And I was, I, was, I, was, I was sort of telling her that Christians today are lazy. Yes, Christians today are lazy. We want everything to be broken down. Somebody even has to have a quiet time for you to have your quiet time. Yes. We recently changed the platform of, uh, of Yara Diocese. So I want everybody on because I want everybody engaged. We've made it such that everybody can be engaged. So we've now minimized what should be on the platform. A lot of things have been taken away. Do you see? But the goal is, the, what I'm trying to say is here, here that, that you need to spend time with the word and get your message. It is not always that somebody has to feed and come and give it to you. Feeding and giving it to you is just a lead point. You see, this message, I'm telling you, I've understood it in different ways. And it's even affecting even my reading. Other books. Yeah, I have a book from Bishop Ayedipo lying on the chair. I can connect it to it and it's giving me even a better understanding of the things that I read. Do you see? So, provision does not necessarily mean possession. And I'm not giving you nice English to rhyme to make you happy. I mean what I'm saying. That when, you, when a provision is made, it does not mean you possess it. You see, when you, when you have a car, a provision has been made. There are keys to the car. How many of you have misplaced your keys before? So there are days or at least moments that you don't have your keys and you are looking for your keys. But because you know the provision has been made, you have your car and there are supposed to be car keys. So what do you do? You don't just throw your hands into it and say, I don't understand this, be it. But you actually look and you search diligently. Yeah, you find the one you have searched with for me diligently with your whole heart. It's a scripture like that, isn't it? Yeah. That is when you find what you're supposed to. So the provision does not just mean eat, sleep, wake up. Eat, sleep, wake up. It actually means work. So whenever you come to a point where you don't understand something, it is your responsibility yeah, to actually look and keep looking until you find it. Because you are supposed to. Because that's why he says, he said, unto, unto you, it is given to know. We've been given to know. We've been given the keys to know the mystery of the kingdom. Then he says, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. 
So those outside cannot understand, but you and I should understand. So when, when God is telling us through his prophet that this is a year of understanding, you should understand it. Now look at what happens with understanding. Verse 12 says, so that seeing they may, they may see and not perceive. Yeah, the light was in my way a little bit. That seeing they may see and not perceive. So it's like you are seeing but you are not perceiving. There are many people in the church who see but they don't perceive. You are just looking. But it, 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 it does not go beyond looking. You see? Yeah. And there are many things like that. Year after year. Year after year. And that is one of the reasons why a lot of the word, the prophetic word that is given to us in the church, it, it, you see that by 31st December 2020, we're about to enter 2021, you see that it still has not affected you. Because seeing, you don't see. And hearing, they may hear and not understand. Now, look at what understanding does. It says, lest at any time they should be converted. You see, so understanding, eh, seeing and perceiving, and hearing and understanding in combination actually leads to conversion. You see, and it is at the point of conversion that you actually then begin to benefit from the things. Are you understanding? So you need to understand to convert. <laughs> to convert just means to make a U-turn. To convert just means to, to, to now start leaning towards the direction that God is trying to lead you. So if you don't understand this, you would not lean towards this message. That it's a year of the shepherd. I mean, there are people in the church, I've known people, very nice, great people in the church. We're all in the church. But throughout the years, your, your work, I mean, there's really, really no, no work to show that you are even a shepherd. You haven't done anything that aligns you with, with, with work in the church. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. I mean, you are nice. We come to church. We laugh. We smile. We, we say hallelujah. Praise the Lord and everything. But there, there's still, that, that, is, that is not what God wants. God wants us to be shepherds. You see? And that is the message that God has given to the bishop, our papa, to tell us this year. Now, let's, let's, let's knead it in a little bit more so you get more understanding. Are you ready? Let's look at um, John chapter 21. I believe he shared a little bit of that with us on the New Year's Eve. All right? John chapter 21. I will read from verse 15. You see, this you can call the master key of loving God. You understand? One of, the, one of the sure signs of loving God, that you love God, is not just your praise the Lord. And today I don't feel like walking around. I gotta go back. I just, whenever I move, I feel go back. So I stand here. Listen, one of the 
one of the surest signs of your love for God. Uh, it's, not, it's not what a lot of people think. Crying and having goose pimples, doing praise and worship, and doing looking so angelic, especially your white white. <laughs> that that is not shows that's not what shows you love God. God God has his way of defining who loves him and who does not love him. You see? And it's key if that's what I'm calling the master key of loving God. If you can get this master key, you see that you need to be a shepherd. You can be a shepherd. You can be a shepherd. A shepherd just means somebody who takes care of sheep. It means somebody who takes care of others. It means somebody who takes care of other things that pertains to other people other than yourself and your children. Are you understanding? Yes. Now, John chapter 21 and verse 15. Look at it. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, you see, if you are waiting for your name to appear in the Bible, you'll be waiting for a long time. The Bible says that all scripture is inspired. It's inspired. It's given by the inspiration of God. And it's profitable. Profitable for many things. One of the things that is, is profitable for is doctrine. Doctrine. Doctrine is the way things are done. It's a pattern in which things are done. So this is the pattern. All right? So you might as well put your name there. Even though it's Simon Peter here, God is talking to you. Lift up your Bibles. You see, this is it's a, it's, it's a little confusion when you are even lifting, because as you are lifting, you are lifting an iPad, you are lifting a phone, you are lifting, you are lifting many things in one, two. That's why I think we should, we should go back to reading the Bible. I hope you have Bibles in your, thank you, Auntie, Auntie I see your Bible. I hope you have Bibles, Bibles at home. Yeah, read your iPad. iPads are great. I love the iPad because I can sit in one place and enjoy myself looking through many, many, many books at the same time. But you need to have a Bible. Have the Bible and feel the Bible and read it for yourself. Are you understanding? So, so in John chapter 21, verse, he says, So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Don't worry about the, the, the these. You know, it's, it, it was comparing love to something. <laughs> That's not the subject of today's meeting. So he said unto him, Yea, Lord. So Peter answered, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. This is a typical answer that a lot of us will give to Jesus. If Jesus were to be standing in front of us right now, and he says, do you love me? Hey, oh, Lord, you know I love you. You know I love you. <laughs> you will make me start crying. Is it not true? Who here does not think that he loves the Lord? Yeah. Many years, well, not many years, a couple of months ago, it was last year actually, a brother in the church asked me, the reverend, do you think I'm very spiritual? I said, no, you are not spiritual at all. Say, so, oh! <laughs> I told him, yeah, I mean, because it's somebody that I felt was close enough to, to be. You see, 
it should, it should be at the point that your pastor can be honest with you. There are many people I can't be really honest with you. I have to sugarcoat because you can't handle it yet. I keep sugarcoating it to, to the point that I feel that maybe we'll get there. But I told him that you are not spiritual. He said, oh, I do this, I do this, I'm so active in the church. I said, yeah, all those things are good, but they are not a sign of spirituality. You see? So, going back to the question again, do you love Jesus? A lot of us will say, oh, I love you. You know I love you. Yeah, right, you know I love Jesus. Look at even how I come. Look at even how I have one white white. You see, my white, my white is extra white. It's all love for Jesus. How many of you love Jesus? Lift up your hand and say, Jesus, I love you. Come on, say it one more time. Say it one more time. And say this with Jesus, I sincerely love you. You know, even if that love is not what it's supposed to be, it is changing. Amen. And this year it is changing. Amen. I said this year it's changing. Amen. So he said, ah, you know, Lord, that thou knowest that I love thee. Then he said, feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my lambs. I mean, who feeds lambs? It's only shepherds who feed lambs, isn't it? If you love me, feed my lambs. Let's read on, verse 16. 16. So, verse 16 says, He said unto him again the second time. You see, when somebody tells you or asks you this question twice, three times, you see, you see, can I share something about myself? I'm, I'm a very needy husband. Yes, I like to hear, do you love me? I mean, I like to hear, I love you. And it, it makes me feel happy. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can ask my wife, mate, if I can leave her, it's, it's a very, I think I ask her almost every day, that you miss me. Yeah, I just saw you. How do I miss you? <laughs> but I'm happy when she tells me she's missed me. You see, yeah. So, so when a person ask a question over and over and over. It's like, it's like it, the person needs a certain assurance because the person is feeling that the thing is not there. Even though you think you are doing it. You see, so Jesus asked him a second time. Ah, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, yea, Lord, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my sheep. So first, feed my lambs. The lambs are the smaller ones. Then say, feed my sheep, even the grown ones. And he said unto him that third time, Simon Peter, Simon, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was, I pay, I pay. Enough is enough, Lord. How many times do you have to ask me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about some of the answers she's giving me for. Okay, I don't miss you. Because it's, it's like you are asking over and over. Hey, at the point, it gets into a person's skin. I, I, I miss you. How come you are not missing me? So Simon was grieved because he said unto him, at third time, time, love best thou me. And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. You know all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. 
You see? And that's the cry of most of us. You know, in your heart, you feel like you know. You see? But Jesus is saying that this is how to love me. How to love me is not the emotion. How to love me is not a goose pimple. How to love me is not how you, 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 you come to church every Sunday. The brother I was talking about, I thought every, coming to church every Sunday was a sign of spirituality. It's good. And it's supposed to lead to spirituality. But spirituality is measured by other standards. It's not just coming to church, coming to church, coming to church, coming to church. What are you doing what you hear in church? Do you see? So Jesus is saying, look, if you really love them, this is what I, 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 it's not just I love you, I love you, I love you. A lot of husbands just say, I love you, I love you, I love you. There's no action. But I know that the, the husbands in this church are different. They follow, they follow, yeah, they follow through with what they say. So Jesus is saying, if you really love me, then act. If you really love me, then, then let there be action. If you really love me, then prove it. If you really love me, then do something about it. And how do you do something about it? Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Then the third time, feed my sheep. Be a shepherd. Hey. So you see, this message is very deep. Oh. It's very deep. You see, there was supposed to be an address to the UD, but I think a lot of us lost the link. But it's there. It actually took place. Yeah, it did. So if you haven't found it, maybe we'll put it on a platform. So you did. Yeah, because we found, we found it. We were all over the, 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 the web just trying to look. But we found it after it had taken place, you see. And one of the things Bishop said was that be a shepherd. I'm not just paraphrasing it, not quoting verbatim. He says that as we do this, God will take care of us. Amen. Yes, God will take care of you. Your, 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 the, the sign of you loving God is not the talking. It's not the, 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 the coming to church alone. It's not the, in fact, the coming to church and all is supposed to train you to be even do more. That's the role. That's the place of church. But the real love of, of, of God, that you love God, is what you do. Yeah. I keep comparing this to husbands and wives. Some husbands feel like, like, so long as I give my wife things, I buy her a car, I pay the kids' school fees. I don't know why. When I move, I feel stunned, so I keep standing. When, 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 when I buy her cars, I, I buy her this, I pay the bills. I, that, that, that is not, that is not, not love. It's more than that. Can't you see that as you are buying her cars and doing all that, she's still not happy because... It's a lover. Listen to this. It's a lover who determines how she should be loved. Your flowers are not touching her. Your ice cream is not touching her. Your is not touching her. What she wants is more. Yeah. Maybe she wants more cuddling. She, she wants you to talk to her more. She wants you to have a conversation with her. She wants you to, to, to lie in bed with, with her and chat. You want you lie in bed, the first thing you know what I'm saying. When you lie, as soon as you lie in bed, that's the only thing you think about. But she wants to, she wants to chat with you. She wants to feel you. She wants to, she wants to have a conversation with you. You see, you are mercy. You are. I mean, what I'm saying. You see, and I'm using that to to show you, to show you, to show you that it is the, it is the, it is the, it is the lover who determines how to be loved. (laughs) 
I'm helping them. <laughs> if they had come, they would have, they would have heard. Yeah. So perhaps this year, husbands should even ask their wives, how, how do you want to be loved? How, yes, and vice versa. How, do you know why I'm saying so? Because, I, listen, the wives, I believe the wives do a better job. Yes, the wives, the wives do a better. I'm not being biased, but it's the truth. Yeah. You should ask your wife, I mean, how, honey, how do you want me to love you this year? Or how, how can I love you better? The whole thing is turning to a marriage counseling. But I'm trying to show you that that is how God feels. You, see, you are throwing things at him. You are throwing tights. You are throwing, which is also good. You see, in fact, obeying his word is love. You are, you are doing things. But he wants you to also depict love by being a shepherd. You see, when he looks at you, in fact, that's a problem he has with you now. That you don't seem to have any, any love for me because my shepherds or my sheep you don't take care of. There are some of you here, apart from you, yourself, 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 your wife, your husband, your children, you don't care about anything else in the church. Yeah? People, people may not be in church for a long See, I'm always thinking. I'm always, and it's just one mind. You see, I'm, I'm a lay minister. I'm a lay, lay, it means a Monday through Friday, I have a full-time job. You see, and, and I'm, even though what I do is administrative, I used to see more patients, uh, but now patient care is like 5%. I do more, as a physician, more administrative work. I tell my wife that the work that I'm doing is even more tedious than when I used to go to the office and see 40 patients. Because it's thinking, a lot of thinking. You always think. Thinking is more tiring. Yeah. Trying to get solutions for issues is more, it's more tiring. It's draining. And by the time I lay down in bed at night, I'm tired. A lot of times, I don't even make it upstairs. <laughs> I'm sitting in the couch, I'm done. Till morning. Are you understanding? Yeah. So, so God wants you to take care of people. Start thinking people. Start thinking people. People beyond your family. Yeah, be involved in taking. One of the ways to get involved is be part of cell groups. That's where you meet people. Yes. Yes, to the point that now you have, you, you've mastered taking, you see, one of the reasons why, listen to this, just dropped into my spirit. One of the reasons why we seem not to even be doing well with soul winning is because we are not even doing the internal taking care of sheep. Yeah, why should God give us? We can't even take care of, of our own. How do we get even to take care of outsiders? It ain't going to happen. Amen. Are you understanding the prophetic word? It's a very powerful prophetic word we have received from our father, the prophet. Now, let's look at John 14. John 14, 21. We'll look at 21. We'll skip 22 for the sake of time and read 23. So, John 14, 21. Look at it. It says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. <laughs> you see that? He that hath my command. So you have to have it. And then he says, He that keepeth them. You have it and you keep it. Not just having it. And keeping it does not mean putting your pocket for safety. Keeping it here means doing it. 
You see, so like he's saying, feed my sheep. It's an instruction. It's an instruction. Feed my sheep. Feed my lamb. My lambs. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Three times. It's an instruction. And he's saying that he that hath my commandments and keepeth them. That is the one that loved me. Not the one that heareth, heareth me. You see, and, and a lot of church people are just hearers. We like good sermons. Yes. Sermons filled with fun. Sermons that make you laugh. If we switch into serious teaching, no jokes. <laughs> That's why you can't even read a book. Because the books won't tell you jokes. You can't. You can't handle it. So we are just people more, more like ent- entertainers. I mean, you are looking for entertainers. It's one of the signs of the end times. The end times, the Bible says, will gather men will be lovers of themselves. They will like to gather around and just have itchy ears. Just to hear, they like to hear certain men. Some, some men say, this one is not good. This one is not good. You see, but that's where you are missing out. So, it is the one that has the commandments and the one that keepeth them. That is the one that loves God. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. <laughs> and he that loveth me. You see, sometimes when you read scripture, it's scary. Look at what the opposite of this could mean. He that loveth me not shall not be loved of my father. It's possible. It's possible. You see, we all like only the, 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 the one side of God. We don't like the other side of God. Rejoiner preaches the severity of God. God can be severe. I said God can be severe. He's a righteous judge. If he's righteous and he's a judge, he must be severe. When something calls for punishment, it must be punished. You see, so he says, when you love me, then shall my father also love you. Love you, is it? He that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Yeah. I tell you, great men of God are people who love other people. Great men of God are people, great Christians are people who take care of other people. You see, yesterday I was looking at, um, you know, Reinhard Bunkin was, he had, the funeral was yesterday. And I was listening to some of the tributes that, that came, you know, and they were showing little clips in between. There was a whole documentary about him. And you can see how he loves, he loved God. And that was depicted by his love for people. You see, this great, great, great crusade that he, 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 he had whilst he was here on earth, you know, you would think that it just started like that. But they showed clips of even how he started. He would travel miles just to preach to five people. <laughs> in fact, they showed a, a clip of one of his crusades, early crusades. That's five people. It didn't matter to him because a soul is a soul and it's precious to God. And you, you can tell that this man, when you look at you don't have to even explain that this is somebody that loved God. And this, this is somebody that God was with. Yeah. Even Muslims and people of other religions are admiring him. And talking about how great a loss it is. Yeah. But I believe that that's God's will. He's gone home to be with him. And I, I know he went home happy. Yeah. You can even tell that he had prepared for it. 
because he handed over to Daniel, his young, young boy. And the guys, in fact, at the time that the funeral was taking place yesterday, Daniel was in the field at the crusade because he felt that, he said that that's the best thing he could do to remember his father, Ronald Bunky. So it's about, about souls. It's about souls. And it's time to rise up. Let's stop being selfish. It's time to rise. If you say you love God this year, prove it. You see, and the prophet is telling us that God is telling us this, that, that when you take care of his people, he will take care of you. He will take care of you. He will take care of you. I believe that one of the best blessings that I've had in my life ever is through church. Yeah. Just doing the work. Just doing the work. God has put people in the church who love me. Yeah. In fact, there are people in the church now. I, I just have to open my mouth and say, I want this. It's getting scary. Yeah, just by saying, I want this. There are people. I mean, there may be few, but they are there. If I say, I want this, I will get it. They help me. What they, 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 I just have to say that this is my need. You see that? To show up. Even sometimes, just thinking it, you see that God will use one of them to bring it. So it's about taking care of people. That is what shows. And it says, I will love him and manifest myself. Look, stop looking for Jesus in visions and stop looking for Jesus other ways. Look for Jesus by loving people. He would automatically manifest himself to you. He will show you who he is. Look at verse 23. It's even wilder. Look at 23. Look at 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. Eh? If you love him, you will keep his words. And my father will love him. And will come unto him and make our abode with him. Our abode with him. Our abode. I think that's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Do you understand what abode is? How many of you have abodes? <laughs> abodes is where you abide. Yes, when you look at your driver's license, you see your, your address of your abiding place. That is where you abide. You abode. So he says, when you love God by keeping his commandment, especially his commandment about feeding his sheep, feeding his sheep, feeding his lamb, feed my lamb, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. He says, then I will love you. My father will love you and I will love you. And then we will come and we will make our abode. We will basically live with you. Can you imagine living with Jesus? Or Jesus living with you? Yeah. I heard one great man of God say something a while ago. He said, now he's gotten a, he doesn't even have to ask. Just thinking. Just thinking. He thinks he shows up. He thinks he shows up. He thinks he shows up. He just thinks and then the thing appears. Yeah. That's a sign of the Father abiding with you. Abiding with you. You see? When, when, we read, when we read the scripture, when you go to John 15, we don't have to, don't tend to it. He says, if you abide, if, if, if my words abide in you, if you abide in me and my words abide. You see, read that, read the whole of John. You see that it's always, if you, it always starts, if you abide and my words abide. If you abide and I abide in you. That is what makes your life fruitful. You have to attach yourself. You, you are the one who needs it. You have to attach yourself by abiding, staying in him, 
staying in him. And how do you stay in by, by keeping to his commandments, obeying his commandments. As you do it, then now he abides in you. You see, those of you who did agriculture, it's like, it's like grafting. Do you remember grafting? You take a plant, a piece of a plant, you put it on, a, on the main plant, and then that plant now gains life. And that, that becomes a branch, now, now begins to bear fruit. That is how it is. So as we abide in him and he abides in us, we abide in him by keeping his commandments. Then he abides in us. He makes his abode with us. Then you see that now your life becomes fruitful. Your life becomes fruitful. Your life becomes fruitful. That's why the same chapter goes and he talks about, and then you ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. You will ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Because now the Father is abiding in you with the Son. What a blessing. I said, What a blessing. I said, What a blessing. Listen, this is just the beginning of January, the first week in January. Don't let this pass you by. Determine in your heart that this year I will be a shepherd. Not only will I be a shepherd, I'll be a good shepherd. Yes, I'll be a good shepherd. I'll be a great shepherd. Eh? And even aspire to be a chief shepherd. A chief shepherd is a shepherd of shepherds. Yes, you can be a shepherd of shepherds. Now, now you've, you've gone beyond just being, being a, 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 a shepherd of, of just ordinary sheep. But you're looking after shepherds who are looking after other shepherds. What a blessing. Come on, now you receive it in Jesus' name. It's your portion. I said it's your portion. I said it's your portion. Some of you are not excited. I said it is your portion. When you think about your director and your manager, you want to be manager, you want to be this, you want to be this, but how come in the kingdom of God you don't want to be to aspire to be the top? Yeah. You don't have to be called a bishop. You don't have to be called a pastor to be a chief shepherd. You can be a chief. I see many chief shepherds. I see many chief shepherds. Not only are they good shepherds, and great shepherds, but chief shepherds. Put your hands together for the Lord. What a blessing. Stand to your feet, everyone. Stand to your feet, everyone. Put your hand on your heart as we end. Pray for yourself right now. Just two minutes. Put your hand on your heart. Everybody put your hand on your heart. Your heart represents your spirit. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Ask God to help you. Help you. That this year, this prophetic word will not pass you by. This year, this prophetic word will not just be, be, be just, just enter your ear and come out of the other, but it will sink in your heart. It will sink in your heart. It will sink in your heart. Now, you'll be one that loves God, one that really, really, really loves God. And, and you would abide in Him by obeying His word. You'll keep His commandment. You would be a shepherd, someone who takes care of others in the name of Jesus. That shall be your portion. Come on, pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. Pray for your heart, everyone. Pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. Thank you. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here today and your commitment to God, your commitment to Jesus is wavering. Your commitment to Jesus is not what it's supposed to be. Or you don't even know him as your Lord and Savior. I want to end by praying with you and for you. For that commitment to be renewed. Or if it's non-existent to even come back 
even into you or begin a walk with him. If you are here like that with every head bowed, every eye closed, just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Jesus. Yes. Yes. Anyone here? Anyone here? I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? In Jesus' name. Everyone say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your precious, holy, written word. Thank you. Say, I love your word. I believe your word. And thank you that from today, I will not just be a hearer, but I will be a real doer. I will keep your word. I will obey your word. I will act on your word. And I will abide in you through obedience of your word. I will feed your lamb. I will feed your sheep. I will feed your sheep to show how much I love you. And thank you that you will love me in return. The Father will love me in return. And you will come into me and you will make your abode with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that I shall live in 2020 in the presence of God. In the presence of God. 24-7. Every day. There shall be no second in my life without you. Thank you. I love you. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord.